Well, Merry Christmas. It is the end of 2023, and it's a beautiful Christmas so far. Today's the third day of Christmas, December 27th, 25th, 26th, 27th, the Feast of St. Don, who is my patron saint, my confirmation saint, and... What a great day. St. John, the saint closest to the Sacred Heart of Jesus at the Last Supper. St. John, the saint closest to the Blessed Virgin Mary. I love St. John. He's awesome. Today, I'm just doing an informal chat, hangout, review 2023, take comments, take questions, share with y'all what the marshals did for Christmas. We Went to, of course, on Sunday, it was the fourth Sunday of Advent, so we went to Mass in the morning, and then we stayed up and we went to Midnight Mass, traditional Latin Mass, at our fraternity of St. Peter Parish, and it was solemn high Mass. We had priest, deacon, subdeacon, choir, organ. We had carols beforehand. It was gorgeous. It was worthy of a king, worthy of the King Jesus, and we came home. And Santa Claus, St. Nicholas had already come, and we had uh, gifts and some food and got to bed around, I'm guessing around 2.30. And since we'd already been to Mass, we slept in and had a great day. We had all eight of our children. Our oldest son, uh, who's in the military, was able to be with us, and that was a huge blessing for Joy and I. So we had all eight kids home in the house, and we had magnificent food. We had a, what we have for Christmas. We had standing rib roast and risotto and salad and freshly baked pies, great apple pie this year. And man, it was just magical. It was lovely. And 2023 has been a good year, a good year. Uh, 2023 is a year in which um, wrote a couple books and grew the podcast. This The Taylor Marshall podcast exploded in 2023. That's a blessing. And a lot of projects that I've been working on, like the traditional Catholic calendar, 1945-1962 calendar. You can still get them. You won't get them in time for January 1st. Go to store.taylormarshall.com. Got that done. Got uh, Nikolaus, the new book, came out. Number one, that was a huge goal, huge win. Um, Margaret, you'll remember Margaret. She's my littlest one. She had her first communion this year. Just a lot of landmarks. We did our pilgrimage. We did the shark pilgrimage. 2023 was awesome. And 2024, I think, will also be a huge blessing. I am doing a um, webinar, free webinar next week. And it's to encourage you how to get your game plan together for 2024. How do you pray the rosary every day? How do you read the Bible every day? How do you read the Bible in a whole year? How do you get a daily prayer routine? How do you keep joyful? How do you stay encouraged? What do you look for in a parish? How do you get excited, pumped up? So I'm doing a webinar. It's going to be live, and it's on January 2nd. If you want to join us and reserve your spot, totally free, uh, the link is below this video on YouTube. So rush over to YouTube and sign up. I think it'll be great. I want to take some questions and comments from y'all. I want to hear about your Christmas and what you guys do for your traditions. 
And how was your 2023? What are you looking for in 2024? I think it kind of goes without saying that in 2023, you know, the whole Vatican issue, a lot of crazy stuff happened. But Jesus is still king. He's still the true head of the body of Christ, the mystical union of all the baptized on earth, the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Sacraments are still the sacraments. The faith is still the faith. The Apostles' Creed hasn't changed. The Our Father hasn't changed. The Hail Mary hasn't changed. The Nicene Creed hasn't changed. The Bible hasn't changed. Sacred tradition hasn't changed. We just got some people who aren't orthodox running around. So let's uh, let's jump into some comments and some questions. Here's Christopher Chambers. He says, my wife and I are doing the Shark Pilgrimage. Super pumped. Yeah, it's awesome. We'll say, Christopher, it was hard. You know, I did like 10-mile walks, and the first day, I want to say the first day we did over 20, I think it was like 27 miles or something like that. I had some massive blisters. I'd been doing 10-mile walks, and I should have been doing a couple 20-plus uh, mile walks. My My legs were good. My feet were not prepped enough for that intense amount of pilgrimage walking. The other thing is bring your own food, bring lots of food. They don't feed you enough. Uh, you get lentil soup and baguettes. You're going to need a little bit. Like I found, I fell in with some of the Austrians. They gave me some sausages, fell in with the French. They gave me some good food. So they know, bring your food. And I don't think I'll be at Chartres this year. Here's Juan. Went to modern day. Awesome. That's the fraternity parish in Dallas, Irving. And it has to be said, we need a bigger parish. Let's build a Latin Mass Cathedral in Dallas. I agree. You know, we joined Modern Day in 2010, our family did. And it just, there's more and more people into the thousands. There's just not a big enough church. And I know the enthusiasm's there. I know the money's there. It just... I don't know. I think there's red tape somewhere up in the diocesan level. I don't understand it. Going back into your comments. WD says, I still use your explanation from a year or two ago on how December 25th was dated to Christ's birth. Yes. Get this. Our Lord Jesus Christ was born on December 25th. He was born on December 25th. That's a fact. If you want the research on it, get my book, Eternal City. I break it down there, and I've been saying for years I'm going to put it out as its own. There was a little booklet that came out a few years ago. It's no longer in print. I want to put out a full-on book called, and it's about the birth of Christ, substantiating that ADBC is accurate and that December 25th is the real birthday. These are historical facts. They're not myths. It's not covering up pagan holidays. This is the real birthday of Jesus. And if you, I have several videos on YouTube and in my podcast on Spotify, iTunes, just search my name, Taylor Marshall, was Jesus born on December 25th? And I'll break it down for you. We got a super chat here. Garabondel, do you think 2024 could be the year? I don't know. 
I did a deep dive this year into, I've always kind of been skeptical of Garabondel. This year I did a deep dive. You saw me do interviews with experts on Garabondel. You know, the more I research it, the more I cool my jets on it. Not saying it's not true, and I want it to be true, but there do seem to be some inconsistencies. And for me, the main thing that I really liked about Garabondel was that Padre Pio endorsed it, and there's the letter. However, in my research, I discovered that that letter endorsing Garabondel by Padre Pio is not signed by Padre Pio. It's said to be from Padre Pio, but there's no signature on it. And if there's no signature on it, for me, that's a problem. And I think when I got into Garabondel apologetics, that was a, always a big deal. Padre Pio approved of it. We have the letter. But when you really study it, you realize it's not as slam dunk as I want it to be. So I don't know. Maybe it's 2024 is the year. Garabondel, I don't know. Like I said, just a little bit. Cool my jets on it. Let's see here. Going into your comments, Dr. Marshall, would you say what would you say to seminarians and dioceses that restrict the TLM and support uh, of fiducia, the uh, new stock document? I would say get out. I know that's a hard thing to say, but if I, if one of my four sons were discerning a vocation to the priesthood, and we've talked about this, I would not encourage them to go under the diocesan system. I don't think they're going to be properly formed in the Catholic priesthood in 2023, 2024. And there's a zero possibility of them being able to say the traditional Latin mass given traditionis custodis. There's also a high chance they're going to be asked to give blessings to couples and other such issues. Or I talked to another young priest who was recently ordained in the last year or so, and he's being at, he's already been asked several times to do uh, baptisms for same-sex couples that don't seem to be practicing the Catholic faith, but they just want to get it done. You know, these are the pastoral problems that are being engaged in the diocesan structure. Now, I know what many of you are saying, probably hundreds of you are saying, yeah, but what about the diocesan structure? How do we keep diocesan parishes going if we don't have good, solid, orthodox men in the diocese? I don't see how you do it. I have taught seminarians. Even when I was teaching seminarians in like 2014 and 15 and 16, they were already telling me that, you know, we, we're not allowed to use male pronouns for God in our homiletic sermon course. Uh, there's a nun who makes us use a gender neutral language. You know, um, we have courses, Salvation Outside the Church, where we don't study Thomas Aquinas. There's sexual abuse in my seminary. These are all things I've heard. It's really a broken system, and we need a holy, godly, orthodox pope to come and to reform the seminary system. So I would, if I had a son, I would only encourage him to seek ordination through one of the traditional orders, period. Oh, wow, tons of uh, super chats coming in. We got one from Mark. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you. Got another one here. 
from John Howard. I named my daughter after a pagan goddess, Freya, while I returned to the faith, but not traditional, well-categorized. Now she's three thoughts. Well, I think there is a Saint Freya. And let me just check real quick. Yeah, let's see here. Pretty sure there is. I'm seeing a Saint Freya high. I'm not seeing it on anywhere I trust right now. Hmm. It's, you know, the word Freya, where we get the word Friday, it literally means lady, I believe, in like Viking language or Norse language. So I don't think on the appearance of it, although there is a Norse goddess Freya, I think etymologically you're safe and you could just say, well, it's for Our Lady if it means lady. I think it does mean lady. I thought there was a Saint Freya. I remember looking it up. Um, so I, I don't think it's a problem. Um, also, if you're if you're really concerned about it, you can um, you you haven't said here if your daughter is baptized. So when she's baptized, you can always add a name there if you like. Good question though. Into your comments and questions. Here is, I'm a widow, mother of five. We are moving from West Coast to East Coast. I'm marrying a wonderful Catholic man. My younger brother is a priest and will marry us. Please pray for us to happen quickly. Well, what a blessed and good report that is. Congratulations. Love to hear that. This is good here. I asked our priest to have a kneeler available for communion for those who want to kneel for our Lord. He complied. Amen. Love it. That's great. Mark is back. Does calendar you just released have current Catholic feast days? Let me be very clear. This is my new calendar. All right. I'm a traditional Catholic. I go to the traditional Latin mass. Most places you go, Fraternity of St. Peter, Institute of Christ the King, Society of St. Pius X, other conservatives are generally on the 1962 calendar, all right? Kind of frozen in time, 1962. That's what they use. Now, before 1962 and before Bugnini started making changes in 1955 through 1962, before that, the calendar was a little bit different, okay? The Catholic calendar traditionally was a little bit different. So, for example, if you have a Father Lassance missile, this is 1945, you're going to notice that Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday are different. You're also going to notice some differences like on the Ember Days, or you'll see things, for example, that Christmas Eve is a day of abstinence, no meat. Uh, you'll see some other things like the location of St. Joseph's Feast Day and some other minor differences. So for the last several years, I've always kept a 1945 calendar on the wall can't see it in the shot, but if you look back over here, it's, it's, it's kind of right over here. Now you can't see it. There's a 1945 calendar and then a 1962 calendar. And this kind of is my map, right? And over the years, it's been very interesting to learn the differences between what was going on in 1945 and 1962. And if you go to traditional Latin masses, you'll see both. For example, a lot of the Institute of Christ the King are using 1945. If you go to, say, a Sede Vacantis chapel, you're going to be seeing the 1945 
calendar. If you go to an FSSP church, you're going to see probably 1962, but you might also see 1945. So there is these kind of slight differences. And so what I wanted was a calendar that had the 1962 and the 1945 merged with notation and different color to tell you what's going on. For example, in 1945, the season of Lent ended at noon on Holy Saturday, 12 p.m. In 1962, Lent ends at midnight on Holy Saturday, 12-hour difference. If you get this calendar, you'll see the notation explaining the difference. There's also a bunch of notes in the back. So to me, if you're a traditional Catholic and you're looking at the 1945, Father Lassance, St. Andrew, Missal, and you're also living in a 1962 world, Fraternity of St. Peter, Society of St. Pius X, Institute of Christ the King, you kind of want to be able to have both. And so that's what I've created. It's a beautiful calendar, by the way. The art on every single month. And it comes in two versions. We have the general version that just goes with the seasons, you know, so November's going to have All Souls and, you know, April's going to have Easter, et cetera. Or there's a Marian one. And the art for each month will be a different depiction of the Virgin Mary for 12 months. So when you, if you do go to store.com, store dot taylormarshall.com that's this right here and you do order it you'll have the option of getting the general version or the marian version personally get both have one in the kitchen and one in your office i like to have three kitchen because in the kitchen you're always hey hon what are we doing oh that's that feast day oh that's one of our kids feast day are we going to do dessert that night or oh that's a first friday where are we going to go on first Friday, first Saturday? All right. So you got one in the kitchen. That's where all the conversation happens. Then you got one at the office because, you know, you're doing work and you're planning. And then you got one in the bathroom. You can either put it next to your mirror or next to the commode. I'm not going to ask where you put it, but there's another place to see it so that you always know, oh, today's St. John's Day. So today's St. Ursula's Day. Oh, today is the fifth Sunday in Lent. Oh, today is the beginning of Septuagesima. Today is the beginning of Advent. Today is the fall ember day. Now I know. There it is. Oh, and when you look at it, you'll see like there's little fishes. What's the fish mean? No meat. It's a fish day. If it's half a fish, there's a note on there that explains what it means. It means no meat at the principal meal. That's a, that's a 1945 thing. It's all in there. Got notes. It's beautiful get a copy. I can't believe that how many people are buying this calendar. It's insane. Um, if you buy it now, you will not get it till the second week in January, just because there's so many orders. Um, but it's worth it. You'll just miss a week. It's fine. Definitely get it. And the order for it is in the link below, or you can go to store.taylormarshall.com. I'm super excited about this calendar. I've This has been what I've wanted for Christmas for a long time, and I finally made it. There it is. Back into your comments and questions. Thanks for asking about the calendar. Appreciate it. Oh, while we're while we're plugging stuff, get the new book, Nikolaus. Get the calendar, and then also sign up for the free webinar next week. Catholic game plan. It's free. I'm going to give you resources. I'm going to pump you up. We're going to start talking about how you read the Bible every day, how you pray the Rosary every day, you do your prayers, how you get encouraged, how you have Catholic fellowship, all the resources you need. That's all January second. Look in the show notes below and you can sign up for that webinar.
Mar Mike Fusco Photo. Do you think that the catacomb could be the church before Vatican II? I do not. Um, the catacomb interpreted by the church fathers and then great theologians like Cardinal Manning is associated with the Roman political structure. And it could be the Roman uh, assumption of that political structure into the papacy and into the Vatican. Cardinal Manning uh, does describe it that way. It could be the end of the papal states in 1870. It's a possibility. It could be the death of the last Holy Roman Emperor. That would be Blessed Carl of Austria, Carl Habsburg. Um, I kind of trace these ideas out and give you the Church Fathers' take on catacomb in my book, Antichrist and Apocalypse. It's a great book. I put this out last year. It has a whole section on catacomb from the Church Fathers. Because again, I don't, I don't want to just say this is Taylor Marshall's teaching, because who cares, right? I'm a dad on a webcam right now. Who cares what Taylor Marshall thinks about catacomb? But what does Jerome say about catacomb? What does Gregory the Great say about catacomb? What does St. John Chrysostom say about catacomb? Those are things you want to know. And those are things that I document with footnotes and citations in my book, Antichrist and Apocalypse. So if you really want to get in on what is catacomb, get this book. By the way, catacomb is the Greek word for withholder. St. Paul talks about at a certain point, the withholder, that with which withholds evil will be taken away and that this will usher in the time of the Antichrist. And people have debated on what is catacomb, what's the withholder. Back into your comments and into your questions. Patricia, got my Nicolaus book for Christmas. I'm excited to dive in. St. Nicholas is one of my favorite saints because he loved Jesus and his church. Not only did, not only did he punch heretics, he raised... I don't know, but I agree. He punches hair tigs. He's awesome. Um, my new book, Nicolaus, is about St. Nicholas as a young priest. He has some uncertainties about his vocation, but he learns that he has the gift of bilocation. He can cast out demons. He has a relic of the true cross, and he rescues three young girls from human trafficking through a miraculous means. It's really cool. And this book has exorcisms in it, and it has, like I said, relics and mystics, and it has St. George in it. It has St. Christopher. By the way, if you're reading my book, Sword and Serpent, the trilogy, or this book, when you see Jurian in the book, that's St. George. When you see Minas in the book, that's St. Christopher. As you read, you figure all that out. But a lot of people, when they're reading the books, um, they're kind of shocked. They get into it like, oh, I didn't realize the whole time that was that was St. Christopher or that's Constantine, or that's St. George. It's, it's pretty cool. So yeah, check out my books, Sword and Serpent, or the new one. Nikolaus, number one bestseller in Christian fantasy. Heading back in your comments. We got people on YouTube, Facebook. Greg says, you missed my super chat. I'm sorry, Greg. I'll ask it. Is the calendar available outside the U.S.? And the answer is sadly, no, it is not. I want y'all to have it outside the U.S. Here's the problem that I ran into. Because I'm new at selling calendars by mail, I've never done this before, right? I'm a philosophy professor. I don't know how VAT tax works in Europe. I don't know how 
sales tax works outside the USA. So I have elected and opted this year not to do international sales because I don't understand how I'm supposed to do all the taxing. I'm just a simple man. Hopefully by next year, I'll understand how to, how to do all that. Right now, I'm just, I'm, not, I'm, I'm on the learning curve. I don't know how to do it. So I would love for you to be able to order and receive these amazing calendars, 2024 traditional Latin mass calendars. It's just your countries have weird tax laws. And I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to deal with it yet. Yet, we're going to figure it out. Is there a St. Donald? Yes, there is. I believe he's Scottish. Heading back into your comments. Uh, here's a good one. Watcher Marshall, could you please explain how to make sense of Our Lady being in the book of the Apocalypse? She wailed aloud in pain and she, as she labored to give birth. Yes. Okay, so it is Catholic dogma that the Blessed Virgin Mary... When she gave birth to Jesus, she did not lose her integrity or her bodily virginity. And Christ passed from her womb, the church fathers say, as light passes through crystal. Right? So it's a miraculous birth. It's not the normal birth. Right? It's a special, miraculous birth. Also, Our Lady did not experience labor pains. Why? Because labor pains is a consequence of original sin given to Eve for her disobedience and mortal and original sin of eating the forbidden fruit. Mary is the Immaculate Conception. She does not have original sin, mortal sin, or venial sin, and therefore she does not experience the penalty of sin, which is labor pains. So the Blessed Virgin Mary did not have labor pains, and she delivered the Christ child in a miraculous way. What's odd is, as you turn to Apocalypse chapter 12, you see the woman clothed in the sun, standing on the moon, a crown of 12 stars. It's all detailed in this book. And it says that she cries out in labor. How can that be? Well, the mystics and the church fathers say that Our Lady, although she had a painless and miraculous birth of Jesus Christ, that she gave birth a second time. You might say, how is this possible? Mary gave birth a second time at the foot of the cross. She delivered the head of the church, Jesus Christ. He's the head of the body, head of the church at Bethlehem, at the nativity. And then she became the mother of all the faithful, the redeemed sinners at the foot of the cross when Jesus died for our sins. And Jesus literally said out loud, behold your mother as he hung on the gibbet of the cross. And the mystics say that at this point, when Mary stood at the foot of the cross and heard, Behold your mother, and she consented that her innocent son, the Lamb of God, would die as a propitiation, the Passover lamb, to God the Father, that she did cry, she did wail, she did experience pain, the labor pains of becoming the mother of sinners. So, she gives birth twice, once to Christ at the nativity, second mystically or spiritually at the foot of the cross, and she does wail. She does experience pain in that moment, and that Apocalypse 12 is referring to this labor pain. 
Hope that makes sense. I think it's beautiful, and I think it makes sense. Back into your comments and questions. What is your favorite pipe tobacco? My buddy Sam, Sam, if you're watching, hello. Sam gave me this pipe tobacco called TK6. I don't know anything else besides that, and it's really good. That's my favorite pipe tobacco. I don't know where you get it. TK6. All right, back into your comments here. Take a couple more. Tell about the church and the state. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. What is your favorite cigar? Oh, my goodness, we're really getting off. So non-Cuban, I like uh, Padron 1964. That's what I like. That's what I like to smoke on like a saint's day or on a holy day or a Sunday. Padron 1964. And my favorite cigar of all time would be a Cuban cigar, Partigas. Partigas. Any of the number two, whatever. I like Partigas. That's my favorite. And then I have all kinds of other. I mean, that, obviously I don't smoke those all the time, but... Um, I love him. Speaking of, Tess says, will you be interviewing Candace Owens' husband again? George, he's super interesting. He is super interesting. He's an awesome guy. He also likes Partigas cigars. And uh, if you watch the interview, I believe he and I are both in that interview smoking uh, Partigas cigars. I believe that's the case. Um, that's one reason. That's one thing I like about George Farmer. He's not only an English gentleman and a very intelligent man, we have the same taste in cigars. Uh, Banks Obar, Dr. Taylor Marshall, which denomination were you baptized in? Always been curious. So I was baptized uh, as a young adolescent. I think I was 13 in the Methodist tradition. I was baptized in the Methodist tradition. But when I came into the Catholic church, it was kind of uncertain in my memory when I was baptized as a Methodist, if I was baptized on the top of the head, whether the water flowed to my head um, with the, I remember the proper words were said, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but whether the water reached my head. So we decided we do a conditional baptism when I entered the Catholic Church. In 2006 is when I became a Catholic. So I was received into the Catholic Church by Bishop Kevin Van, who was the Bishop of Fort Worth, Texas at the time. He is currently the Bishop of Orange County in California. And an unusual thing, I've never told this before, ever, I think. So this is the first time I'm telling you something unique. At the time when we received into the church, both Joy and I received conditional baptism, but Bishop Van, I think, forgot, and he baptized us conditionally. I was waiting for him to do the conditional format. If you are not already baptized, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but he didn't. He forgot to do that, and he baptized us absolutely, which is just, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that was kind of awkward. I think regardless, 
I'm baptized, whether it was the Methodist time or the supposed to be conditional baptism when we came into the church. And then we received confirmation in our first communion all right in a row at that time, 2006. Uh, Paul, why is the Pope going to bless same-sex marriages? Is he gay? I don't know if he's gay. Um, technically, if you look at the document, he says you're not blessing same-sex marriages. You're blessing same-sex couples. So we got to you know, make sure we're clear here. He doesn't say you can give sex same. He didn't say you can give blessings to same-sex marriages. The problem is, is you have people who have a same-sex marriage and they're coming forward to get the same-sex couple blessing. The document says that the couples can be blessed, but not the unions or the marriages, which is very confusing because people are like, at the end of the day, what's really the difference? So that's, that's the big confusion that we've had in the last several weeks. Darren, do you pray the traditional breviary? Can you recommend a book for it? I used to, um, more and more, the older I get, um, unless you're a monk, a nun or a priest, I generally don't encourage praying the traditional breviary though. I, there's people I know that do it and they're very holy and good. I just think if you want to get into that, I really recommend getting the traditional Latin English Baronius press little office of the blessed Virgin Mary. It's a blue leather book. And it is beautiful, and I've prayed it for years. I don't currently pray it, but it is something that I love. And when I have more bandwidth in my life, I want to bring it back in. But I think that is much more doable and accessible is the little office of the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's lovely. Just because the traditional breviary, especially if you're doing the old nocturnes, is a lot. I mean, I've attempted it. It's just very difficult, I think, for a man who's married, kids, has a job, everything going on to consistently pray the traditional breviary. It's very, very difficult. Joey is saying, I sent it. Hopefully he sees it. So that means we got something going on. Joey, I think you probably sent me a text here. Joey's moderating. Let's, let me go in here and see what Joey's telling me. Here we go. Okay, we got a super chat here, and it's from Dr. Mafongo. I'm a cradle Catholic who's been revisiting the faith after 30 years as a Protestant. What advice do you have for someone like me who's new to the TLM and the current state of the church? Okay, well, Dr. Mafongo, thank you for your super chat, and welcome back to the Catholic Church. I would encourage you, you're a doctor, so you have some education, either medical doctor or some other field, it means you're a reader. So I would encourage you to start reading old books, books by saints. Read the Catechism of the Council of Trent. Read the Baltimore Catechism. I know it's for kids, but everybody should go back and read the Baltimore Catechism every couple of years. And I would find a traditional Latin mass, and I would hunker down in what has been Catholicism for the past 2,000 years. Generally, all the chaos you're seeing about same-sex blessings and Pachamamas and, you know, all religions lead to God and ecumenism and let's make up our own liturgy. All this nonsense that's been going on for the last few decades, I would 
generally ignore that for now. I would not step into the controversies. I would study and read. And by the way, join my webinar. There's links below. Next week, I'm having a webinar, January 2nd, where I'm going to give you what books you should read. What's a good game plan? How do you start? That's what I would do. I would begin asking myself, what is the Catholic faith that's been held by every single pope with the exception of maybe 2023 weird situations? That's what I would say. All right, I'm going to do one more comment question. Joey, thank you, by the way, for rescuing that super chat. Let me see if there's any other super chats that I missed from you guys. doesn't look like it. But Joey, Joey, thanks for helping me out. Appreciate you, brother. That's another thing, guys. You got to have good Christian Catholic friends like my buddy Joey. Men that you trust, men that have your back, men that are spiritually advanced, who pray, who are passionate about the faith, about their families, their marriages. You got to have Catholic friends, 100%. How do you feel about Trey Smith? I don't know who he is. I've got no feelings about him because I don't know who he is. In Canada, they're legalizing shrooms. I mean, I like mushrooms on pizzas and stuff. I don't know. Like these are narcotic shrooms. I don't know. Here's Greg Sight, my friend Greg, like Joey. Greg is the godfather to one of my kid teenagers, solid Catholic man, large family. He's a mentor. You got to have good Catholic friends. These are like your Samwise Gamgees. Got to have them. All right. One more question. Looking through, looking through here. Yep, I don't know about the shrooms. Don't know much about that. Yeah, Joey, the, the little office of the Blessed Virgin Mary that I'm recommending is the Veronius. It's in the blue leather. It has the English and the Latin. So what I would recommend is pray the English for a month, pretty much memorize it, and then start switching over to the Latin, and then you'll memorize the Latin if you want to do that. I think that's the way you do it. And that's why I like that version because it has the English and the Latin. There is one typo in that blue one, by the way. Hopefully they fixed it by now. Is there a PDF version of your calendar for sale? That's genius. I haven't even thought about that. I haven't even thought about that. Maybe there is a way to do that, and we could. that's the way we could get it to the international people. Let me look into that. See, this is why I love you guys. You guys are great. All right. Man, a lot of people talking about shrooms. I just don't know much about shrooms, guys. So I'm going to sign off with that. All right, y'all. Merry Christmas. Happy Feast of St. John. Love all y'all. Respect all y'all. Thanks for watching. Thanks for blowing up this YouTube channel and this podcast in 2023. It's been an honor. I realize that I am one of the most blessed men in the world. I have a lovely wife, great kids, but I also have this opportunity where I get to turn on a webcam, fire up a mic, and talk into... I mean, to me, I'm just talking to a camera right now, but I know all y'all are out there and you're commenting and questioning and supporting on Patreon. And by the way, Patreon is such a blessing and that's what gives me the ability to write books. And by the way, all of you on Patreon that are at the $25 above, we have mailed out and we're mailing out more 
signed and numbered copies, one through 500. I'm the one signing them and numbering them. So if you actually, I think that is no longer available, but you can get other signed books if you go to patreon.com. Whoa, big close up. Patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. Wait, here's the, here's patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. But I, I'm just in a very unique situation and very blessed. And I just want to acknowledge that and thank all of you because y'all make that possible. Y'all make it possible in 2023 for me to sit in this chair and wear the same blazer over and over and over. Actually, this is a newer blazer, but you get the idea. And talking to this little camera and write books and make courses at New St. Thomas Institute and uh, hopefully make the world a more Catholic place and hopefully inspire people to, to live for Jesus Christ and to be his disciples. Certainly not perfect, um, certainly not a saint, but I do enjoy sharing these messages and the things that I've learned with you. So thank you for a great 2023, and I think 2024 is going to be awesome. And uh, with that, please sign up for my webinar on January 2nd. The link is below. If you want the calendar, the link is below. If you want Nicholas, every, all the links are below. Check out the links. And let's pray, I think because today is the Feast of St. John, we'll pray a Hail Mary because he was the saint closest to Our Lady. Oremus. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in molieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et et ora mortis nostre. Amen. St. John. Pray for us. Nomine Patris et Fidi, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thanks for watching. Remember our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed.